And I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Truth. What is truth? It seems like this is a question that we didn't need to ask ourselves all that much ago, all that long ago. However, in today's world of alternative facts and baseless conspiracy theories flooding our Facebook and Twitter feeds on a daily basis, truth seems to be something that may not be as sacred as it used to be. Now, just to be clear, something is either true or it is false. That may seem like a simple thing to understand and to grasp, but if something is not true, then it is false. Just because we want something to be true or because we say something is true does not mean that it is true. Why do I bring this up now, you may be asking yourself. Let's take a look at one of the readings that we heard this morning. Our reading from the Hebrew Bible this morning presents us with a very familiar story. It's, I venture to say that most of us know this story by heart. We can picture it in our heads. We can imagine ourselves there. It's the calling of Samuel. I love this story. We can all imagine ourselves in Samuel's position. We all want to hear the voice of God calling our name, just like Philip heard Jesus calling to him, follow me in the gospel. But what about the rest of this story? What about the context that we find ourselves in this morning? There's another facet to this story that I think is worth looking at especially in today's world. For a little bit of history about how we got to the reading that we hear this morning, in the book of Samuel, one of the main characters is this priest, Eli. Now, you may remember Eli from his encounter with Hannah in the temple earlier in the same book. If you remember, Hannah couldn't have children and went to the temple to pray that God would give her a child. And Eli saw her fervently and silently praying. Her eyes were closed, her mouth was moving, but no words were coming out. So Eli thought she was drunk. But God did hear her prayers. And lo and behold, she had a son, Samuel. But in the meantime, Eli also had two sons who were also priests but they weren't very good people. The Bible says they were scoundrels. You see, they would take the best parts of the meat that people were offering to God in the temple, and they would eat it for themselves. And it's written in Samuel, the sin of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord, for they treated the offerings of the Lord with contempt. Now, Eli was no doubt aware of all the bad things his sons were doing. In fact, God 
had already sent a prophet to Eli, telling him how displeased God was for their wrongful actions. The prophet told Eli that him and his entire family would be cut off, that both of his sons would die on the same day, and that God would raise up another priest who would take his place. But Eli did not accept that truth. He heard it, but he ignored it. And as a result, we come to where our reading picks up this morning. Because as a result of Eli's family's actions, God's truth and God's word was not being heard by God's people. We read that the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and visions were not widespread. So we come to Samuel, working in the temple under Eli. And Samuel hears the voice calling to him, Samuel, Samuel. He didn't know that God spoke to people in this way. He thought it had to be Eli calling him instead. But after the third time Samuel woke Eli up asking why he had called him, it finally clicked in Eli's mind. That was God calling Samuel. Now, at this point, knowing what God had prophesied earlier about his downfall and the young priest taking everything over, it would have been easy for Eli to say, you know what, Sam, you're right. It was me calling you. Now forget about it and don't listen to anything else. Just go back to bed. But Eli did not say that. He finally recognized and accepted the truth for what it was and told Samuel to listen to what God had to say, knowing that it meant that his and his family's days of power and control were coming to an end. And the rest, as they say, is history. It's a pretty interesting story, isn't it? It seems sometimes that there are some basic aspects of life that we forget or maybe that we ignore until something drastic happens that forces us to remember. If recent events in our country have taught us anything, it is that the truth matters, that words matter. Whether we know it or not, people listen to what we say. And if we have a large platform from which to speak or a large influence on our community, then our words matter that much more. The past weeks in our country have been scary, sad, hurtful, infuriating, disappointing. You name it. If you can think of an emotion, it's there. And if we combine all that's happening in our nation's capital with all that's already happening in our lives, the pandemic, the social and racial unrest in our country, it's a hard reminder that our words matter and that our actions matter. I find myself praying more and more each day that God would give me wisdom 
the ability to discern what is true and what is not. Now, I know that within our church, we have members who fall on every side of the political aisle there is. There are members who are way off to the right, and there are members who are way off to the left, and there are some of you have no idea what aisle I'm talking about. And that's okay. One thing I give thanks for each and every day is that we are a community where we can have truthful discussions. We can have disagreements and where we can learn from each other. Are we perfect? Of course not. We're far from perfect. But by striving to live into our baptismal covenant every day, by living into our calling as followers of Jesus Christ, we can work together. Not to tear each other down with personal attacks and knee-jerk reactions, but to discern what is true and what is false, what is in accordance with God's plan and what is not. When I see pictures and videos from the Capitol riots, as a citizen, I'm brokenhearted. As a former military officer, I'm devastated and enraged that those domestic enemies that I swore to defend our Constitution against were freely and blatantly using that same document as a guise for their vandalism and their lawlessness. As a Christian and as a priest, I'm heartbroken that people waved Christian flags as they stormed into the Capitol and hung Jesus 2020 signs outside as if Jesus had something to do with that travesty, or as if Jesus would condone this type of behavior. That is not truthful. That's not American, and it's certainly not Christian. As the body of Christ, we must condemn violence of every kind. We must condemn the murder of innocent people whether those people are being murdered because they work for the federal government or are being murdered in the name of the federal government. Truth matters. When Eli turned away from the truth, his family and his entire society suffered. Their relationship with God suffered. But when Eli heard the truth and accepted the truth, God's relationship with God's people was restored, even though it was at a great cost for Eli and his family. Our country has a long way to go until the truth can be freely spoken and freely accepted. But God is always calling us to do just that. God's always calling us back to God and God is always calling us back to the truth. When we begin to embrace and accept and are not afraid of the truth, but live into it, knowing that sometimes it'll be wonderful and sometimes it will be painful, that's when we start to fix our problems. That's when we start to heal our divisions. 
And that's when we start to bring a little bit of God's kingdom here on earth that much sooner. There is so much good we can do in our world and so much good that needs to be done. I pray that we are all able to hear and recognize God's voice when we are called. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Amen.